You are now experiencing the roller coaster known as country music. Sit back, relax, keep your hands and feet inside the vehicle at all times, fasten your seat belts, and be sure to tip your waiters and waitresses. Now, without further ado, your guides, Ryan and Jordan. This is the Country Music Critic. Here we are. We are here. Once again. Yeah. Have you had a good weekend? I did, you know, and uh, I'm really excited because we're really close to our one-year anniversary of doing this. We've already passed it. That's what I was thinking. Didn't yeah. we start in, like, July? It was July. I think it was, like, 17th was the first one. Oh, Just kind of looked birthday. it up one day. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, happy one year. Happy one year. Yeah. We're still in diapers, but we're getting there. We're learning how to walk. Kind of wobbling places, but we're doing all right. According to Bobby Bones, we're not a podcast till we're at 100 episodes. You're obsessed with Bobby Bones. We are working our way forward on that. Mm, This is actually 47. Yeah. So, that's not bad. No. Halfway there. All right. Um, Well, before we go any further, I want to address something. And, I mean, I wasn't even aware of it because I'm not... Yeah, con- <clears throat> connected with these people online or whatever. But uh, yeah, Ryan yeah, told me that uh, there are some things said on social media, and I just want to address all of the artists that we have on. You know, like to interview, <clears throat> we support, we support yeah. them. We wish nothing but the best for them. But if they're in some kind of a you know little tussle or a brouhaha or a kerfuffle or anything like that. Yeah, we're not picking sides. Yeah. That's because we here's like the thing. The middle. We like to be on both sides. It's just like we said in the last interview, like I told him, you know, if you if you're gonna say something to you know, on social media and if it's not gonna benefit you any, it's just gonna bring somebody else down. There's no point doing that. Yeah. We root for everybody to succeed here. I even root for Cole Swindell to succeed. And Bobby Bones. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Anyways. You just hope yeah, Bobby Bones falls in love with you. <laughs> no, I just want to take his job. Yeah. But yeah. go ahead. Dream job. But that's all we want to say. We want everybody to succeed. We're not we're not we're not taking anybody's sides who's gonna bash somebody. There's no time in life, you know, to live like that. Not at all. Yeah, that's too negative. You can't be too negative. There's no point. No. Because if you're just creating, you know, enemies, you're going to be looking over your shoulder all the time. So just love everybody. Yeah, and the biggest thing that I ever learned is, like, if you're pissed off in the moment, wait 24 hours before you post anything. Yeah. Because I promise you're going to have a different change of heart. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're thinking with your heart. Mm Mm-hmm. You know. Anyways, I guess we're going to move on to this one. Now, look, folks, I have a 15 seconds of fame artist. And this artist, I kind of laughed my hind end off. And I hope that you guys will do the same when I play you his stuff. Here we go with that right now. So this is our 15 seconds of fame artist that I found on TikTok. And his name is Derek McDaniel. 
And I'm telling you what, folks, I hope you laugh. I'm going to play a clip real quick. He went stair climbing, he fell off his mountain bike, and he went 2.7 seconds off the teleprompter to made us look weaker cause he's no speaker and he's got dementia they keep on hiding well i pray to god you never get the chance to live like you were biting that is uh derek mcdaniel and I'm telling you what, I mean, he's funny. He's kind of like a, he reminds me of like a Kalita's T. He does a lot of parodies of mm-hmm. songs. And I think he knows that it's just all fun and games. Oh, yeah. This one right here, it kind of, I'm thinking maybe you listen to the original version of this. Joe Biden, you really done it this time. Just win everything. I pulled up to that Circle K to put gas in my Chevrolet. You got me digging for my last dime, cause you wanted to shut off the pipeline. I put my 20 down out on pump three, but that needle never moved past E. And in that angry moment, I did what everybody's done. I rolled all my windows down. Just a shout, let's go, Brandon. I'm staring at my dash with the gas light. Been hearing that chime for the whole ride. I can't wait till his term is done. And I hope Big Don still wants to run to make this country great if it ain't too late. That is Derek McDowell. You want to go check him out? On social media. Did you say you have seen some of his stuff before? Yeah, I've seen it on there. Oh, you did? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, he's pretty funny. He is. I'm, a, I'm always going to be a you know, Weird Al fan when oh, it comes yeah. to parodies. He's he's fantastic. Especially with the Gangster in Paradise parody. Yeah, Gangster's Paradise. Yeah. And gangster he in Paradise. <laughs> he, he did the Amish, right? Yeah. The mm-hmm. Amish version of it. Yeah. I kind of memorized that when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Smells Like Teen Spirit. He redid that one. By yeah. Nirvana, he uh, I mean, he's extremely talented. I think this guy is just doing it like to get just for fun. a laugh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, he's he's got a he's got a pretty good voice. I mean, he's not bad, and oh. he's funny. You know, it all it all fit really well. It but. did. All right. Well, that is our this week's fifteen seconds of fame. Now, this next artist, I'm gonna cue in with the first song from TikTok that I was ever introduced to this guy. And I didn't know for the longest time that it was his song. So, here we go. After heavy rain, thin line between joy and pain. It's a long, strange trip. It's all insane. You ain't never gonna be the same. Living life through the night. Thin line of a lightning strike. Sometimes the only light. When the moon is tucked away. Pistons pumping. You know, I I just I didn't know that was him. Yeah, I didn't know it. Like, I don't get on TikTok enough to really, you know, realize you know, the songs. I just, yeah, I go down little rabbit holes and then I stop myself. I'm like, jeez, because I don't know if you've ever read the, uh, you know, user agreement 
but when when you sign up to be on TikTok, they they pretty much they give their self access to every single piece of information you have on your phone. I know. <laughs> so. Like I heard that this week with Joe Rogan and mm-hmm. that just scares me to death and it's like I'm so deep in it, I don't even know if deleting now would yeah, save me not. or not, yeah, you know. Probably not. But to get to our artist. Yeah. This week um this man was uh, born Meredith uh, Cody Jinx. The odd name for it is because that's a common last name. Well, I mean, and a woman's name. Yeah, but for um, sure. He was born on August eighteenth, nineteen eighty, in Haltom City, Texas, near uh, Fort Worth. So this is right outside Dallas. But uh, yeah, uh, when he was born on August the eighteenth, nineteen eighty, the number one song in the land was "Magic" by Olivia Newton-John. The song that was number one at the time when he was conceived makes sense because it was you know, a crazy little thing called Love by Queen. Really? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. So, uh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, what's your preconceptions of, you know, Cody Jinx? Okay, before. Now, I'm honestly speaking here, I, I've not done any research on him for the simple fact that. He's another artist that I hear so many people name drop, especially local artists or, you know, people who want to make music. They're like, Cody drinks. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, I seen the video where he's something, he's singing something about Stone or something. And I just, I don't understand the hype at this moment. Now, when we get through this, listen to some music, I do know that he is a badass when it comes to saying, F the music industry in Nashville, the way mm-hmm. that they do things. So I'm kind of excited, but then again, I just don't understand the hype at this moment. Right. What about you? Uh, I mean, before you, you, you research, yeah, before I researched, I knew the name just because he's talked about it a lot. Um, right. And I'd heard, you know, one of his songs we're gonna play in a little bit, but uh, honestly. I didn't know anything about him. Of course, I mean, you're talking to a guy who doesn't really listen to country music. You know, if it's not, you know, Tyler Childers or you know, Sturgill or, you know, something from the 90s, odds are I have, I have not, I've not listened to it. Yeah. But that's just, yeah, you know, my, you know, musical style that I like is probably closer to, you know, folk, you know, than it is country. But, uh, I mean, it, it kind of overlaps. But, um, so just to you know give you a, a little bit about his you know, growing up. So he learned to play the guitar on his you know, uh, father's guitar at age sixteen. He learned you know how to play on you know, country songs, but he formed a you know heavy metal band. Really, it was called Unchecked Aggression, and they. Actually, we're together for uh, from 1998 to 2003. So there's stuff on the internet? Well, I looked, and they released an album. And they had some songs that were evidently pretty good, but I could not find them. I don't... There was a song called, uh, what's it called? Hellraiser. So you've not listened to it? Well, I listened to them play live. 
And it's one of those. And he's the front man? He's the lead singer, lead guitar player. Really? Yeah. That's what he was into when he was younger. So so what caused the crossover? <laughs> well, it all happened when they went to Los Angeles. They were playing shows out there, and you know they had a falling out. They had some issues with the band members. I think they were ended up having to look for a drummer. You know, <clears throat> while they were in L.A. And the thing about you know, L.A. and drummers is they're everywhere. Yeah. But they have such high egos. Oh yeah, like uh, who you know, uh, Tommy. Yeah, like yeah, you know, Tommy like Lee, his. just like I mean, the one who dated. And he is so goofy. The like, Kardashians. Did you watch thing. that 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 movie? Which one, Dirt? No, uh, Tommy and Pamela. It oh, was like the. No. It's the a, show? it's actually pretty decent. It's yeah. on Hulu. It's the documentary of yeah. what happened right. when that tape was stolen, and it was stolen because he was an asshole and he didn't yeah. pay the construction worker. Yeah, and he he like redone stuff. He was a rock star. Yeah, but still, it he was kind of a little excessive. Oh, asshole, for sure. Oh yeah, you know? for sure. But you know, the majority of them are. So you're saying that in that area. There's a lot of Tommy Lee wannabes. There's a ton of drummers, but there's none that you know, fit what he was looking for. Okay. Just because, and it was just you know, too stressful for him. I can see that. A lot of arguments. He's He said, you know what? You know, F it. I'm going back to Texas. So he went back to Texas. He took a year off from uh, making music. And in that year, he kind of found himself you know, back in the country. Like Wow. He was listening more to country. He was playing more country because that's what he started with. So that kind of gave him a little chance to, you know, I guess recapture. Uh, I, his musical desire, I guess, is what you could say. Okay. Um. So his band is called the, you know, the Tone Deaf Hippies. Okay. They got formed around 2008, um, like for <clears throat> for good. Yeah, you know, for let's see, 2003 all the way to 2008, he was playing music on his own, basically. You know, just, just like little small, you know, yeah, gigs, just on the stage with his guitar and his voice. And if you hear him sing, he's got a good voice. It's nothing. It's not like Chris Stapleton. It's nothing spectacular. No. But, I mean, it's a solid voice. He doesn't he doesn't screw up very much. Like he's got right. He's just got a great sound. And he seems like he's to the point. Yeah. Like I'm here. I'm gonna tell you a story, and that's all I got to say. I'm not gonna try to do anything to, mm-hmm. you know. I'm not a sideshow attraction. Right. No. I'm here to say the truth, yeah. and that's it. You it's know? not. Uh, you're not. You're not gonna get somebody who's gonna dance around on stage because, uh, is even though he has a song about you know dancing. Uh, you know, with his wife, he said he doesn't dance. <laughs> okay. He said he can't dance. Yeah. So, I mean, there's that. Let's see. Evidently, um, you can. <laughs> I can, actually. Yeah, Jordan told me the story that he could uh, dance. Mm-hmm. We may have to film this. Yeah, you're not ready for that. The world's not ready for that. Oh, gosh. Um. <laughs> so, 2008 is when they released their first album called Cast No Stones. That's now. That's the first time that I've seen him. Okay, yeah. 
Um, I remember singing that song. He was, like, standing on a stage playing, and that's when people just really took off. Well, that's when his country career took off. Here's a little touch of it. I cast no stones And I build no walls And I tell the truth Truth comes to call And I try to walk That narrow way Sometimes I go Yeah, that's a touch of that. I, I think it's a pretty good song. Well, I mean, I can see how people connect to that. Because, right. it, I mean, it's just the three chords and the truth. Yeah. You know what I mean? So basically, correct me if I'm wrong, he's saying, you know, I'm not going to talk any shit about you. Yeah. And I'm not going to cast any stones. But if the truth needs to be told, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you. Yeah. And if I go on a bender, it may take me a day or two to come back. Right. Okay. Yeah. Not Ultimately, bad. I think that's Not what it bad. is. Not yeah. bad. So, you know, him and his band, uh, they released a few things in between, but there's not a whole lot of... I don't really think anything real big came out during that time, but in uh, 20... Let's see, what year is it? 2012, they released the album called uh, 30. And, uh, and then in 2013... They released an EP called Black Sheep. And as far as all that's concerned, I have no clue if there were any songs that were really put out during that time. So he wasn't as, signed at that moment. Well, I think he was signed at that time, but it was like somebody real small. Okay. I know in 2015 he was you know, signed. Um, He recorded... Uh, you know, the album Adobe Sessions. And yeah, yeah, I've seen that quite a bit on YouTube. That was recorded at the Sonic Ranch in Tornillo, Texas. Um, let's see. Uh, he hit a few charts for that, like, you know, smaller charts. Yeah, Texas charts. Um, and <clears throat> number two on Heat Seekers South Central and number eight on Heat Seekers Mountain List. Um, actually, after he came out with this album, he, uh, he toured for none other than Sturgill Simpson. Okay. And All his right. wife, he, he is a huge fan of Sturgill. Oh, If you hear yeah. him talk. Yeah. And his wife is an even bigger fan of Sturgill. Really? When they, you know, first met, they were on tour, they were, you know, in their hotel rooms. And, uh, you know, Sturgill, you know, came out of his room the same time. Yeah, uh, Cody and his wife came out of their room, and yeah, uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, Cody said when they looked at each other, he turned around and realized that his wife had dropped something. It was her jaw, okay. <laughs> and Sturgill was like, uh, "Are you gonna say something?" Yeah, <laughs> he was like, "Are you gonna talk to me?" Because they were just, he was like, "Oh yeah, uh, hey Sturgill, I'm you know Cody, I'm opening for you for a few shows. Uh, this is my wife; she's a huge fan." 
Um, but yeah, it was a little awkward. He said, he said, it, he <clears throat> I let it go on longer than he should have. And his wife, you know, kind of looked a little ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because she just sat there in awe because she will sit and listen to Sturgill. And I understand that because he's a one of a kind artist. Have you Sturgill got to meet him yet? No, Sturgill? Yeah. No. Yeah, I, I did him. in Bowling Green. Yeah. If it wouldn't have been my birthday, I don't think I would have. I actually, like, showed my ID. I think you remember you talking yeah. about that. And he was such a down-to-earth person. Yeah. Of course, normal. that was um, much sooner than the fame that he has now, obviously. Right. But it was still a very cool moment. Mm-hmm. So then in 2016, he released the album, I'm Not the Devil. He recorded it at the same place, yeah, Sonic Ranch. Um... And on that album, he yeah, covered uh, you know, Merle Haggard's The Way I Am. Um, but the title track, I'm Not the Devil, I think this is my favorite song that he does. And if you want to play a little bit of it now. There you go. There's a good. There's so a good is he saying that. that to his wife? I think he's saying it to whoever. So I'm not the devil that you think I am. Yeah, like you know, you have your. That makes sense because yeah. I've been in situations where people probably thought I was the devil. Yeah, and it's like I've met some really. people and they're like, you know, I did not like you at first because I just thought you were going to be a douche. <laughs> yeah, but after yeah, they get I to know see you, that. yeah, yeah, okay, <laughs> funny. It's because I'm handsome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that album, I'm Not the Devil, uh, debuted at number four on the charts. Uh, Rolling Stone rated it one of the top country albums of 2016. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, so, in 2010, he released an album called Less Wise. And honestly, I had, there's some songs on there that I. I liked, but he re-released the album in 2017. And as well, he recorded uh, a song called Wish You Were Here, which is a cover of the Pink Floyd song. That's what I was kind of wondering. And I love that song. That's did, a fantastic did, song. Did he do it justice? It sounds good. I, I like the original. Of course, it's hard to beat the original song a lot of times, but... Um, here's a version of uh, Wish You Were Here by Cody Jinks. 
you think you can tell Heaven from hell Blue skies from pain Can you tell a green field From a cold steel rail A smile from a veil Do you think you can tell I love that version, honestly. It's not bad. If you love country, but yet you love songs yes. that are made in other genres, that is a beautiful country version of that song. I wonder if he does that live. I'd say so I if he took the so. time to record it. Yeah, he recorded it. It's, man, I, it's beautiful. That's not bad. No. And while we're talking about Pink Floyd, it's not very often I get to talk about other, other bands, but uh, so... A little behind, you know, the music. Uh, we were, we had been married for a couple of years, and uh, we decided it was time we were going to start trying to have you know, kids. Um, and I think this is about the time that I worked with you, is when yeah. all this was happening. Um, yeah, we yeah. Had, yeah, we had a lot of trouble conceiving. Um, we wasn't sure what was going on. She had a bunch of tests ran. I had a bunch of tests ran. We. You know, it was all exploratory. We were trying to figure out what was going on with one of us or both of us. We weren't sure. And this happens to a lot of people, and it's a very painstaking process. And, you know, <clears throat> as a man, I felt like, well, I'm not a man if I can't have a kid, you know? Yeah. Like, it, it was just heart-wrenching. And my wife... You know, she kind of felt like, well, God doesn't want me to have a kid. Well, so we had to go to Nashville to a fertility doctor. They were one of the best in the region. Um, so we went to Nashville, and she went and had some you know, stuff ran. I went, and I had to give a sample, if you know what I mean. So um, you go in a room. I had to drive down there at 8 o'clock one morning to give this sample by yourself yeah so um i drive down there i get there there's a radio in the room like an old school radio like look like an alarm clock from the 1988 maybe yeah um so you walk in it's an old rock station that's playing um the song when i walked in was michael jackson's beat it and i can't even make that up yeah so I waited until that song went off. Well, of course. Yeah. You know. And but they have. <laughs> well, the funny part is they had magazines, and all that. And like I'm not touching that magazine. <laughs> you know how many dudes have been in there looking at them magazines? Uh, like, like I'm not doing it. No, 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 no. no. Magazines. Yeah. That they offer. Yeah, because I mean, you got to get a sample, and some people need motivation, so they they use the magazines, I guess, for motivation, but. Okay. Uh, you know what? I'm just using my imagination, I guess. But so it had been on commercial break. Yeah. For the radio station after Beat It went off. So like you're hearing commercials. Yeah. Which I mean that's there. fine. I'm kind of tuning it out. I'm yeah, doing my own thing over there in the in the corner. Yeah, because you you want to get out of there. Yeah, like it's pretty yeah. awkward. So. Uh. Yeah. So as soon as they come back from commercial break, a. A beautiful Pink Floyd song came on next, and it wasn't "Wish You Were There." <clears throat> I wish you were here. It was uh, "Comfortably Numb." <laughs> I don't know if I've heard that. It's a beautiful song, but okay, yeah. 
So, so like every time I hear Comfortably Numb, uh, that's what I think about. Oh, wow. Yeah. So now, I remember when you guys did get the, the news. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of days, wasn't it? I feel mm. like your wife counted It right. was 970-some days we had been wow. trying. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's a long time. Yeah, it was it was almost three years. That that is, yeah. Yeah, it was almost you know, uh, three years from the time we had started trying. But now the second one came pretty easy, right? Yeah, well, you know, the issue with the first one is, you know, she had endometriosis and we didn't realize it. So they had to go in and remove that off of her. And, it, I mean, as soon as that was done, um, I think the next time she ovulated is when I got one past the goalie. But, so... Yeah. Okay. That's all it took, but it was just a matter of us getting it tested and stuff. I remember when I got my numbers back, I was happy. Yeah. <laughs> it was like it was like ten times what it you know, needed to be. So yeah. So it, the pressure wasn't on you, right? It was so on her. whatever they they took off of her was that like a repellent to uh, get pregnant or I something? I don't exactly. I don't. I mean, endometriosis. It's kind of. I can't remember exactly what it is. I feel like it's a. Maybe a, some kind of growth or something on the ovary. Okay. And, like, it doesn't allow. I'm not sure. I got you. There's, like, a little ninja in there stopping. Well, I'm glad you guys were f- able to work it out. Because, like, I could see a change in you from the person you was before the child. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, big child, time. You know? Yeah, big so, time. And I'm sure she's the same way, you know? She can change it all. Yeah. So, well. <laughs> Y'all not done, right? Going for three? Uh, I don't know about all that. Um, I, I will say this. Everything's so expensive right now. <laughs> on the record. Yeah, Two's record. fun. Three is a circus. Yeah. Let your wife hear that again. Two is fun. Mm-hmm. Three is a circus. Yeah, two's a circus sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but see, like, I have two girls, and then the boy was the last. And if he would have been first, we wouldn't have had no more. <laughs> I mean, because I'm telling you what, dude, he's a lot of work. Love him to death. And was so excited when I found out I was having a son. I, I kid him. I'm like, you're the my favorite son. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm your only. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I know. Yeah. But, like, he bit the dog when he was three. And, I mean, most of the time the dog bites the kid. Yeah. Yeah, so we we can't have a dog, you know. Because <laughs> he bites him. Yeah, because we got him. <laughs> so, it, the girls have been great so far. You only, awesome. got, you only got one that you want to let outside to use the bathroom. You yeah. don't. You can't have two. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of poop pickup. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, to get back to Cody Jinx. All right. So, uh, in 2018, he released the album Lifers. Um, the single off that album was "Must Be the Whiskey," and this is I'm a I'm a fan of this song as well. Um, you want to go ahead and cue that up? All right. Not going crazy, but lately my head and my heart seem to be at least a million miles apart. And my heart says to love you, my head says to run. It's like my heart is too afraid to tell my head when it's done. I know that it can never be the way it was, even though you'll be the death of me. I can't give you up. Too much is not enough. It's not the love, it's not the lust that grips me. Must be the whiskey 
Now, see, I, I like that. Yes. It's a lot it's, different than the other stuff. It, it's a lot more upbeat. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I think of Cody Jinks, I think of the slow, right. sad, straight-to-the-truth stuff. The majority of it is. Yeah, yeah. but this is, this is kind of rocking. It almost reminds me of, like, an 80s bar fight out back or something. Yeah. It's just kind of got that, that vibe yeah. to it, you know? Little, yeah, a little exciting, you know, melody going on in the background. Right, and, right. Yeah. Um, so, in 2019, he re- it was I think it was October, he released uh, an album called After the Fire. He released this as an independent. Um, he released, you know, uh, produced it and released it as an independent artist. He did, he funded it all himself. Which is telling me at this point that He's giving the F finger mm-hmm. to the way that the Nashville industries tell him to go. Right. And obviously, he has enough fan followed mm-hmm. that he can do that. Right. You know, because some people think that you can give Nashville the finger no. without having the fans. And no. the fans are everything. you got to have one or the other. And, I mean, I tell people all the time, you know, if you're not living there, you need 100,000 fans. Yeah. Because at, at that least. is literally what it's going to take. Otherwise, you're going to sink. Yeah. Your boat's going to sink. Yeah. And, I mean, when we get to 100,000 fans, I'm calling Bobby Bones out. <laughs> He's but got more than 100,000. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's like 4 million people that tune into that. Yeah. But anyway, So tell your friends. I do want to take my hat off and say. <laughs> you want to take your hat off? Yeah. Okay. I'm glad that he's having Cody, Cody Johnson on yeah. tomorrow's show. Yeah. Because that, that's pretty impressive. Somebody, because Cody came down this same path. As Cody Jinks, he was independent for the longest time. There's a lot of folks like that. I just hope Cody Johnson doesn't start saying yes to everything that Nashville tells him. Right. I do want to say, you know, one thing about people who are independent out there. They're not signed by, you know, a label. Um, If you're going to do that, it looks like there's no place better to do that than Texas. Yes. Because there's such a demand for country music in Texas that they get these huge, huge followings. Yeah, you know, Cody Johnson's got a huge following. Yeah, you know, Cody Jinks got a gigantic following. Yeah. I think Cody Jinks might have more fans than Cody Johnson. It, but now if, Cody if he Johnson's doesn't, signed. it's close. Yeah. It's very close. And, I mean, Cody getting signed... All it did was put him on the radio. Yeah. It didn't I mean, do nothing else. Yeah, Cody Jinx is not on the radio. And I'll tell you something cool about Cody Jinx. Luke Combs let him open for him last weekend on the stadium tour. Yeah. Yeah, and I Cody put a post on his Facebook, no record label, opening with 60,000 fans. That's pretty I've impressive. Seen that. Yeah, I've seen that. You know? That's very impressive. I mean, that's cool of Luke yeah. to do that. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know? I mean, it is for sure. Now, I don't think if Luke Bryan called that Cody would do it. It's two different fan bases. It is. It's two different fan bases, and it's yeah, two different styles, really. The styles don't really match up. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, every artist has their place in country. They do. And... And if they don't, some of my—I I mean, some of them I agree with, and some of them I don't. Yeah. But the fact still remains that you know there's a lot of folks that are in country music that 
probably shouldn't be. They should be making pop music. Yeah, I yeah. agree. But they got on their cowboy boots and they're, well, they ain't wearing cowboy hats no more. They're just wearing regular hats. Well, speaking of that, and I know we're kind of off the subject for a minute, but I've seen a headline of Sam Hunt. Now, I know a lot of people hate on him, and I myself have said that I feel like he's a modern-day Conway Twitty because he talks when he sings a love song, and but whatever. There's a there's a deal going on right now. He was supposed to play a festival in Canada, and he had posted, I thought the restrictions were going to be lifted, mm-hmm. but they're not, so I'm having to cancel. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, some kind of countryrebel.com wrote an article, and they said it's of two reasons. Either one, from his DUI, he right. has a he's got two DUIs by the way. Mm-hmm. He may not be able to enter the country because he's still being sentenced like he's supposed to be doing jail uh, time. Yeah. Number 2, he is very big on I'm not taking the vaccine. It's it's the vaccine. But you know like I feel like I I've never heard this and like there is a big group of fans that may like him a little bit better if he's taking that stand. Right. I don't know. But, yeah, but we those, don't know which one. Here's it is. the thing: we talked about that too. If you like a a singer because they don't take the vaccine, that's dumb. It is. It's it so is. stupid. But there's a lot of people that are like that. Yeah, I mean, you don't listen to music to get your political views. No. Get them yourself. And they shouldn't even be sharing that no, when they have a platform. You don't look at athletes you know? for the same thing. No, no you shouldn't. Not at all. It should be your own choice. It's like some own people are hating Aaron decision. Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Never said what he, he said he took, you know, what was right for him. He medically can't. Yeah, well, he but, said he's But then they to thought him. that he was being a rebel, but he really wasn't trying to be a rebel, right? Well, I, I feel like he could take it and it wouldn't bother him. But he didn't want to because, honestly, if you're in that good a shape, you don't need it. Yeah. It's just pointless. But... And it's not doing anything to anybody else because it don't matter if you take it or not. I know people that have had the vaccine and have had it three times. Yes, I do too. I know somebody's sick right now who's had it who's had yep. it for the third time. Yep. They've been vaccinated and boosted. Yeah. It does not matter. <laughs> like if, yeah. if you, I think it's kind of dying down, the well, shot, like well, them pushing it. Them pushing it. It has to die down. Yeah, because... Because everybody realizes that, you know what, it may help you know, people who are you know, at risk, but if you're not at risk, it's not helping you. Right. Like, it might make it a little milder, but for the most part, it's not going to affect you very much anyway. But, you know, that being said, you know, if you have you know, something that affects your health anyway, if you have, like, a you know, <clears throat> morbidity... Like you have you know, sugar problems, or if you're obese, if you eat terribly, if you're just in bad shape, you need to do whatever you can to make sure that you're okay. And if that means you take a vaccine that they don't really know all the answers to yet, you might want to look into it. Yeah. Just because it could be the thing that saves you. Do you feel confident enough that you'd let your kids take it? No, my kids ain't taking it. I don't blame you. No. None of us have had to yet. Yeah. Of course, that's what I changed my job over. Yeah. And thank goodness my job that I'm at now doesn't require it. But right. they may they may come to a point to where they do. But 
At this point, know? I don't see that they will. I know. I just hope it doesn't affect schooling. Like, say, well, you can't come to school unless you have a shot, you yeah. know? That's the only thing that scares me. If they did that, that would be a, a revolution of homeschools <laughs> that yeah. open up. Yeah. You have so many homeschool people. Yeah. And that's what I may do. I may just, <laughs> just open up my own school. Yeah. Start charging. Well, let me sign whatever. my kids up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So, getting back to Cody Jinx again. So, in 2019, he released After the Fire in October. And a week later, he released another album, The Wanting. Oh, wow. Now, this, I like the album cover. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. We've got some wolves. He's got that wolf pack look yeah. going on, you know. <laughs> Uh, so the wanting and after the fire and the song on the wanting that you know <clears throat> really took off. He had two of them. Uh, one of them was which one I feed, and the other one was same kind of crazy as me. And this is a little piece of that. I don't go to church on Sunday. I don't go to work on Monday. Sleep until I wake up Whiskey in my coffee cup And I take what the good Lord gave That's the shovel that digs my grave I never really had a plan But everybody knows where I stand And, and all my friends I see same kind of crazy as me. I could see this song being used in like a show where somebody's kind of walking through the woods and then all of a sudden when it, when the chorus hits, they you know, burst into a saloon and just start shooting people. Yeah, especially <laughs> with that, that guitar lick in there. Mm-hmm. And you know, it kind of reminds me of he, live, he's probably like Jamie Johnson. Because, like, I love Jamie Johnson. I love his music. But, mm-hmm. damn, Jamie Johnson live almost put me to sleep twice. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I was like, maybe it's a bad night or something. But, no. Yeah. You know. But, I mean, it's three chords in the truth. And, you know, that's what fans don't understand. You say that you want country back. Well, here it is. Right. Then they bitch about, well, I didn't feel entertained. You know, I mean. It, yeah. It's so hard to please people. I would hate to be an artist right yeah. now. I'd love to be an artist, but it's if you're looking like to you know, gain every possible customer that you can. Oh, it's impossible. It's impossible. You can't do that. You're not going to satisfy everybody. Yeah. But uh, so you know, after the fire and then the wanting on October 24th of 2019, right after he released them. Yeah, both of those albums were one and two on the iTunes and the Apple charts. Wow. Album charts. Wow. Yeah, number one and number two. You know, that takes (laughs) some massive fans to be able to do that, especially when you're independent. Yes. Because he doesn't have, like, an empire of an industry, you know, Mm -hmm. clicking it. Exactly. He's got fans manually clicking it, you know? And one of his uh, biggest fans is uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Are you serious? Yeah, he loves okay. him. All right. I listened to a you know, <clears throat> Stone Cold's you know interview of him on his podcast. Yeah, I listened to a few interviews you know with Cody Jinks and Cody. He he just seems like a just just a normal dude. Does and he's he? like he's not 
uh, he's I, I don't want to say he's cocky because he doesn't you know, come off as cocky. But you can tell he's you know, confident in his ability. Oh yeah, but well, you gotta be. Yeah, you have to be. But just his yeah you know, demeanor when he comes off is uh, <clears throat> excuse me. It's different. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, it, it, no, it's normal. Like, it's yeah. really weird. It's normal. Some of his early stuff in country music, his voice reminded me if, uh, yeah, Chad Kroger, you know who that is? Yeah. Yeah, lead singer for Nickelback. Yeah. If his voice and uh, Travis Tritt's voice had a baby, that would be the voice that you would hear when you're coaching. That's Jinx. a very unique sound. Because I heard, I heard times... And like certain songs, and I can't remember exactly the songs. I wish that I'd wrote it down. I was <clears throat> mowing my yard when I was listening to it, and I, I couldn't, yeah, couldn't get it wrote down. But he opens up a song, and I'm like, it sounds that sounds just like the dude from Nickelback. Like he hit, and the guy from Nickelback, he's a good singer. Like you can't take anything away. He's a good singer. Yeah. It's just that every song they sing sounds the same. Is that why everybody started to hate them? Yeah. See, I didn't understand that because, I mean, I'd always thought their stuff was pretty decent. Yeah, I mean, it's not bad. It's just like Linkin Park to me. Every Linkin Park song sounded the same. That's why I never liked them. Now, Chester Benningfield, his voice was great, but I just never got into it because every melody was was the same, Hmm. just like Nickelback. Yeah. I actually saw Nickelback in concert when I was in college. It was when they released their first album. Um, what's that song? Their first big song. I still love it. I can't remember what it's called, but I don't yeah. love it. I don't love it too much, evidently. Well, but, I tell you what. After listening to a few of these, that there is some songs that I do like of Cody, and yeah. you know, I could see myself waving that flag. I think you know Cody Jinx is a vibe. Yeah, he's his own yeah, vibe, like a laid back. Yeah, you know, don't just don't fuck with me, and we won't have no problems. Got to drop that f bomb. Yes, man. Especially when it's a badass time. like this. Yeah, well, you know, he is a badass of a of an artist. Yeah, I think so too. And I think he's gonna grow into a. I don't know if he'll be like a massive star, but Maybe I feel not. like he could do this for the rest of his life if he wanted. For to. sure, and I, and I think he you will. Know? I think yeah. he will. Um, Does he got any kids? Yeah, he's at least got one. Okay. Actually, there's a funny story that I forgot to tell. Uh, he was on his way to a sporting goods store with his son, and it was you know starting to you know, storm outside. There's a song that says something about you know thunder, you know here comes the thunder and here comes the rain. Yeah, you know I don't remember what song that is, but his son blurted it out when they were at a red light. He looked outside. He said, "Well, here comes the thunder and here comes the rain." And he sat there at the red light, and he was like, hold on. He said, I like that. So he that said, was the opening that's where, song. That's where he got it. Oh, okay. Was that the opening? Yeah. He got yeah. it from his son. Okay. So when he recorded it and, and when he released it, he put his you know, son's you know, name down as well, a part song. writer. And the first year that his <laughs> his son made thirty grand off that song. Oh, easily. Royalties. Did you know <laughs> that, like, that was a massive... 30 second clip on TikTok like it was almost as big as the Applebee's song yeah wow. like I mean everybody used it for everything when yeah. they got ready to fight when they got ready to do something crazy I mean you heard thunder heavy rain 
You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it was just like wow. So he got that inspiration got from, from his, his son. boy. Yeah. And now he's got royal, you know, yeah. a little bit of a check that'll yeah. last no telling how long. Exactly. You know, because the way I understand royalties is like they spread it out so far. Uh-huh. You know, the song could make five million, mm-hmm. and it'll pay out for five years or you yeah. know ten years or however they set it up. So. Not when your daddy's an independent artist and owns all of it. Oh, that's true. He's making it forever. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. A lot of artists can't afford to do that because you got to have money to back yourself. And you I know. knew I knew a guy who wrote a um, Garth Brooks song, and rumor was like his first check was ninety something thousand, which is yeah. crazy for one month. Right. That's insane. you know. I would love to be able to ninety thousand. That. That's yeah. like life changing. Yeah, it is, especially when if you're working on on the side as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so well, I mean, that's basically all I got on him. Um, uh, what's your favorite song? Uh, the it, favorite song would have to be the whiskey one, the one that was a little yeah, bit upbeat. Yeah, that's probably my favorite. The second, I've only got two. The second would be the thunder and rain, just mm-hmm. because I've will laugh my ass off at so many videos with that playing <laughs> in the background. Yeah. I'm a fan of, yeah, you know, Must Be the Whiskey. Um, now, he did have, I wrote down a whole bunch of songs that, you know, Hippies and Cowboys was one. Yeah. You know, Fast Hand, Mama's Song, Somewhere in the Middle, uh, We Get By, uh, got, you know, Cast No Stones. I like to cast no stones as well. As well, Holy Water, Hurt You, What Else Is New. Um, yeah, just pick two though. Shoot, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go cast no stones, and I'm not the devil. Okay, good deal. Well, I believe I'm ready to rate him then. All right, go ahead. I'm gonna go with uh, one star for the simple fact that he's independent. Number two, I'm gonna go with he's made a fan out of me over this. Mm-hmm. Number three will be the final star that I give him, just for the simple fact of. I like his stands on what he thinks of the Nashville industry right mm-hmm. now. And I, I mean, I would probably go see him if I had a chance. I heard that he sold out Red Rocks, right, yeah. by itself. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty impressive. And if, if you, Sturgill likes him, yeah, how can you not? That's one thing about Red Rocks. Unless you're a gigantic artist, you can sell it out if you have just a rabid fan base. Yeah. Like, you know, Tyler Childers has a rabid fan base. He sells out three nights in a row. That red is box. crazy. Yeah, Sturgill could do the same. But, like, you know he's got a huge fan base if he's able to do that. Oh, yeah. And I may give him a higher rating than you because he's been doing it so long, and he, he's basically released an album almost every year, at least one. I mean, some years he releases two. I mean, they're not all gold. Yeah. <laughs> but he's consistent. And he's always working. He's always, always in the lab trying to write down some songs, trying to work out some more, some more melodies or whatnot. But um, I'm going to give him three and a half just because I think he's going to do it for a lot longer and he's going to release some more songs that I'll like. And a lot of his songs now kind of remind me of each other, you know? Yeah. But it's hard to do that. It's, I'm, I'm sorry. It's hard not to do that. Yeah. You know, when you're kind of independent, and you have your guys around you, 
they always going to have the same ideas. Yeah. Eventually, he's going to have to branch out and grab some people that he's not worked with, and he's going because it's going to have to change a little bit. Well, he's going to have more experiences in life yeah. too yeah, as for he sure. gets older. And the more people, people he you know tours with, the more he's going to have that to pull from as well. Yeah. So I mean, he's not he's not an old man. I, I'd like to hear him and Sturgill and Tyler maybe write a song together. Yeah, that'd be cool. You know, that'd be cool. That'd be it'd be heartfelt and a dark. Very and dark. Very, it'll be a very intelligent song. Oh yeah, yeah, like overcomplicated. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and like a good way. Yes, you know. So you look at Sturgill; he's extremely intelligent in his, his you know, songwriting. Yeah, Tyler Childers so emotionally well, the, invested the, in every song. The thing about those two names that you just said, I've heard those songs for five years, but the fifth year. It's almost like I understand it a little bit better, mm-hmm. or I heard something that I didn't hear. It's yeah. kind of like the song grows on you, yeah. and like it becomes new meanings. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's not a one take away song right. like the watermelon crawl. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it's actually yeah. a song that can travel with you through time. Yeah, you know. Oh and yeah, that's for a good sure. Thing about them artists. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a great thing, and you know. I mean, because honestly, if you look at us as people, we're constantly evolving. We're constantly changing. We're you know, constantly involved in you know environments that change constantly. Yeah. So we're never in the same situation, you know, more than a couple times. So everything we do and everything we you know relate life with, as far as music, at certain times you're able to pull from the same song and get a whole different feeling from it. Absolutely. And that's that's what's beautiful about music and life for that matter. Yeah. So Yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. I believe I've become a fan of Cody James. Good, I talked you into it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> because at first I you know, I just I didn't understand the hype, but now I do. Yeah, when we were talking about it, he said he said, Yeah, you think you can do this one? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I was just you I know just, he said, I just can't get I wanted the to give him to a fair it. I wanted to give him a fair shot. That was my thing. Because I felt like I would have, I don't know. I just wanted to be fair. Yeah. And I'm glad that I did because I see it in a different perspective. Mm. And sometimes that's what you got. You know, if you look at something with, you know, rose-colored glasses, you got to take a step back and look from from a whole different you know, perspective and see. And you, I mean, you may end up liking something a lot less or you may end up loving it. Yeah. You never can tell. So. All right, folks. Well, until next time, just give us a shout. Yep. Remember to like, share, follow, unshare, share, unfollow, uh, follow again. Does that really work? I think so. Hmm. That's what I've heard. But, uh, yeah. So, rate, review, tell your friends. And, as always, reach out to us if there's something you want us to cover or an artist you want us to get in touch with. But, uh, until then... Hasta mañana. This here podcast was prepared and accomplished by the Country Music Critic. The views and opinions expressed on the Country Music Critic are not necessarily those of the guests, sponsors, or anyone associated with the production of this here podcast. The Country Music Critic releases itself from all misrepresentation. Any information shared on this podcast was researched and obtained using the World Wide Web, a.k.a. the Interweb. Comments made on the Country Music Critic are meant to be informative, comical, or just plain silly, and not meant to defame, asperse, 
calumniate, slander, traduce, vilify, or be malign in any way. Why do you boys consistently make me say all of them tough words? Don't like it. Thanks for joining us on the Country Music Critic, and we'll catch you all next time.